start engaging them in a way that's going to create raving fans and create excited people who are your ideal audience. My sister and I did this with our hobby podcast. When we first launched, we didn't have an audience and we wanted to make sure that when we launched the podcast, we wanted to have people that were ready to listen. So we built up that audience for three months before we launched the podcast. Then we were able to get 250 downloads in that first 24 hours. We were super excited and people were excited about the podcast. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Leads, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. If you are thinking about launching a podcast, then you're going to want to listen to this episode. These are some frequently asked questions that I get very regularly when it comes to launching a podcast. At the time of this recording, we have launched over 15 podcasts in the last year and a half, and we are in the middle of launching three more. So we are busy with podcast launches. It is my favorite type of thing and strategies and all that stuff. It just, uh, I love podcast launches. Here are some questions we get often, especially in that beginning and planning phase of right before people launch. Before I get into all of these frequently asked questions, and I might reiterate some of these, I want to start with where I recommend people start. This is the starting point for the months leading up to your podcast launch. And so that's kind of like one of the frequently asked questions we get is, how long should my launch be? How long should the lead up to the launch be? I say usually two months. Please, 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 for the love of Tom and Jerry, do not launch your podcast in two weeks. If that's your jam, that's great. But this is probably not the podcast for you if you plan on launching in two weeks. We want you to be super strategic with your podcast. We want you to take time and effort, especially if it is a podcast that is going to be generating leads for your business. Be strategic with it. These are the eight things that we tell people to do, the kind of starting points for people who are not working with us, but would love to know what do they need to do. First thing is release your trailer and get it approved by all the listening platforms one to two weeks before you launch. There's nothing worse than trying to get a podcast out there, having this preset launch date that you're like, yes, I'm so excited about, and then Apple Podcast denies your podcast. We don't want that. We want you to have your podcast ready to go as soon as everything is approved. So make sure that you are not stressing yourself out. Give yourself some time between that trailer release and your initial episodes. We'll go through in the frequently asked questions how many episodes you should have for that launch. The second thing is to get a launch team together. Now, these are going to be your cheerleaders, your friends, your family. We've talked about them before on the show. They are not your Aunt Sally, who is always talking about your little business and, oh, your little selling thing and, oh, that's so cute. Not her. We don't need her in our life or in our launch. Goodbye. (laughs) 
Let's get people that love and support us and are cheering us on. They're going to be the ones to listen to your trailer and leave that rating or review on Apple Podcast or Podcast Addict if they are a Android user. Third thing is to have an email ready with graphics and links for your launch team for the day you launch. You will also be sending them something a little bit beforehand, but I always say make sure you have that email ready on launch day just as like a hoorah. Hey, guess what? This thing is happening. It is today. Yay. The fourth thing that's that starting point for those months leading up to your podcast, just to kind of plan ahead, is to do a countdown on your social channels. No surprises, no saying something's coming. Like, no, don't do that. We just tell people what's happening. Tell them about the podcast. Tell them about the guests that you're really excited about and what day you are launching. Get them prepped and lined up. The fifth thing is to reveal snippets of the conversation. Like I said, give them little teasers, give them little audiograms or graphics that are going to tease the content that you're talking about. I had one client do this thing that I absolutely love where she asked her audience, what would you expect to hear from me on a podcast? What would you expect me to talk about? This gave her a really clear idea of what her audience wanted to hear, but also how they saw her and her content and the things and the ways that she was showing up already. It gave her insight into her audience, but it also allowed her to have content ideas ready for her podcast. Six, show the podcast graphic multiple times so that they know exactly what they're looking for in those listening apps. Sometimes when you're searching for the podcast name or if you're searching for the author's name, which would be your name, you can get lost in there or it'll show up several scrolls down and we don't want people to not know what they're looking for or to get your podcast confused with another one that might be the same name or very similar in name. So make sure that they know exactly what your cover art looks like and what they need to be looking for in their podcast app. The seventh thing that you can do at that like focusing and starting point for the months leading up to your podcast just to kind of plan ahead is to do a giveaway or a bonus during those first few weeks to increase listenership. So that is going to be like that, like right after launch, like very early post launch, where you are getting your audience engaged. So just keep this in mind for that launch that you uh, have some strategies there. I also, during the frequently asked questions, I will talk about this and some of my favorite ways to get attention during that launch phase. The eighth thing that you can do leading up to your launch is to share your launch in a very fun and non-spammy way, please, and thank you, (laughs) in the groups that allow you to share wins or share things. Launching a podcast is a really big deal. You might not think that. You might think, oh, well, you know, everybody's launching a podcast right now. Who cares that I'm launching a podcast? But it's so much more than that. You're showing up for your audience on a deeper level, sharing more about you as a person and who you are, and that should be celebrated. So share it in a like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening, or this is super exciting, I'm super excited, this is happening, yay, let's go, right? So make sure that you are sharing that in the groups that you're allowed to. Those are the eight kind of starting points for the months leading up to your podcast launch. That's where I recommend that you focus your energy, especially if you are doing it by yourself. 
Now let's get into some of those frequently asked questions that people ask me. I want to make sure that I cover these. And if you have further questions, we're going to be having a few episodes like this where I'm answering your questions. The next ones are going to be about marketing and content. So if you have those questions, send me a DM on Instagram at alicia.galati. Okay. So these are the frequently asked questions that I get when people come and they are sliding in my DMs and saying, I need help. Help me, please. If you have questions and you are looking for an answer, send me a DM. I'm always happy to support people and help them, give them free resources. We are going to be revamping our podcast launch workshop. I'm very, very excited about that. So you will see information on that shortly in the next month or two. Frequently asked questions. What all do you need in order to submit your podcast? Well, for submitting your podcast to most of the platforms, you're going to need your cover art, your description, your category, your language. So if it's going to be in English or Spanish or whatever language you speak, the artist name, For that, you can use your name or it can be your business name. So either of those works as long as it's something that people will search when they're looking for you. Explicit or not. So if you plan on having curse words and things like that, okay. And I should also add in here, what makes a podcast episode explicit? Usually it is anything that is adult type content or has certain curse words. So I believe there are, I'm not going to say them. So these are going to be like the watered down versions of these words. Words that are okay. AG double hockey sticks. Beaver dams is the second one. I believe those are the only two that you are allowed to get away with without marking your podcast as explicit. If you mark your podcast as explicit, there are going to be certain countries, typically in the Middle East, where you will not be able to have your podcast streamed there or downloaded there. So just keep that in mind. It's really about how you want to show up for your audience. If you are someone who curses constantly in your content and this is you and this is you showing up as your authentic self, that is fantastic. In my personal life, I curse a lot. In team meetings, I curse. It's just how I show up. It's what I like to do. Obviously, this podcast is not explicit, so I can monitor my mouth where I need to. But if you listen to the outtakes, there's going to be lots of curse words. So just keep that in mind. Whatever and however you want to show up, that's going to be fine for you. If you talk about adult content, so we have some podcast clients where they're talking about very sensitive topics like losing family members or birth or things where it might not be exactly okay for smaller audiences or smaller ears to listen to. So we usually mark those as explicit as needed. If you know that you have one guest who is definitely going to be cursing during your podcast, and you want to keep those curses in, then you don't need to mark your entire podcast as explicit. You just need to mark that episode as explicit. That's the full rundown on explicit or not, but that's what you're going to need to know when you're submitting your podcast. And then you need to let usually Apple Podcasts know how consistently you plan on producing this podcast. 
So is it a weekly show? Is it a bi-weekly show? Is it a monthly show, a bi-monthly show? What does that look like for you? And make sure that you have that information clear for Apple Podcasts. Another frequently asked question that I get is what metrics should I look at to help me understand how my launch is going? For this, I would say go back to our podcast stats, what they mean, and how to measure success episode. But just to give you a quick idea on metrics for launches, it really depends on how big your audience is and what goals you set for yourself. Typically, we are looking at if you have a relatively engaged and decent sized audience, you're looking at anywhere from 200 to 300 downloads within that first week. We have clients who have very large audiences, and so they were looking at more 3,000 to 5,000 downloads in that first week, right? So it really just depends. And we have seen clients in that larger range where they're getting 3,000, 5,000 downloads hit those Apple podcast charts within that first week. And we've also seen people with 200 to 300 downloads in that right niched category still hitting Apple podcast charts. So it really is about making sure that the metrics you're measuring yourself against are your own and not based on what someone else said about how their launch went. Make sure that you are matching it against your own success and your own goals. Yes, it's great to have big goals and big ideas and big like, yes, this is going to happen. But if you don't have an audience or you don't have an established contact group, then I think it's important not to expect 5,000 downloads in the first month because that's usually not how that's going to go. The next frequently asked question I get is planning for a podcast launch team. What if you don't have an audience, right? So we talked about this podcast launch team. If you don't have an audience, we actually don't work with people who don't have an established audience. We want to make sure that your podcast launch feels and is successful. So what I recommend you do is extend that launch period. So typically we would do a two month launch, but if you did not have an audience, I would tack on two more months to the beginning of that to establish your audience to get them engaged, get them excited, and start engaging them in a way that's going to create raving fans and create excited people who are your ideal audience. My sister and I did this with our hobby podcast. When we first launched, we didn't have an audience, and we wanted to make sure that when we launched the podcast, we wanted to have people that were ready to listen. So we built up that audience for three months before we launched the podcast. Then we were able to get 250 downloads in that first 24 hours. We were super excited and people were excited about the podcast. We had people in our DMs. When is it launching? When is it launching? That's what you want. So I would say if you don't have an audience and you are looking to launch a podcast, make sure that you grow that audience. Take some time before you even plan your launch to grow the audience that you're trying to reach. Next frequently asked question I get is how many episodes to launch with that will go live on launch day? For this, I say anywhere from three to five episodes. The awesome thing about being a podcast management company is that we're able to test things and try them out. So for this podcast, Listeners to Leads, we launched with six podcast episodes. 
I don't think that that really made a difference in the actual launch numbers. We also did not do a big launch for it. It was more about get the thing out there, Alicia. (laughs) And my team kept saying, when is this going to launch? You keep pushing it back and pushing it back. You need to do this thing. So it's really about getting (laughs) those three to five episodes. I would say definitely three plus your trailer. So you're looking at a total of four for people to binge. Do not have just one episode go live on launch day. You will get angry podcast listeners. And I say that with like air quotes. (laughs) We don't want angry podcast listeners. Make sure that they have something to binge. Podcasts are bingeable. Make sure that it's evergreen so that anyone who starts at the beginning of your show feels like they kind of get an idea of your show and can get great value no matter when they start listening to your podcast. The next question that kind of ties into this is how many do you recommend having planned and already recorded with a launch? That depends on how many episodes you plan on producing every week or every month. So I usually recommend that people plan about a month out. If you are someone who struggles with planning out that far, or if you have a podcast where maybe you're talking about things that are happening in pop culture right now, or things that are happening astrologically right now, then obviously those are going to be more relevant and timely, and you're going to need to make sure that you record those on a regular basis. But the rest of your content, so for this podcast, I should easily be able to plan out podcast episodes for the next month. I shouldn't need to record on a weekly basis. I personally like to batch them at about two episodes. So that way I can get in my podcasting mode, I can focus and I can get them done. I also always, always, always like to batch my interviews. So I'll do them over a month and it's usually for the next three months, which is exciting for me because then I know exactly what my content looks like for the next three months. And I can make sure that those solo episodes that I sprinkle in are going to be relevant to the content that the guests are sharing about. What are my favorite ways to get good attention at a launch? One of my favorite ways and strategies is definitely around that launch team. We talked about this with those things to kind of plan ahead as you're planning those few months before you launch your podcast. Having a launch team, I think, is the golden ticket to really having a launch that is not a dud. You don't want to launch to a few people and then no one listens, no one leaves reviews. It can be very deflating. And we wanna make sure that when you launch, you are excited, you keep that momentum going. So that's why I think that having a launch team is my favorite way to have good attention at the launch because you launch your trailer first. You've got your trailer out there and then you get your launch team together. Those are not your email list. They're not people who are going to unsubscribe, make you frustrated or leave you because you are doing something different. We don't want them. (laughs) It's going to be your ride or dies, your biz besties, people who are your cheerleaders. They are going to be the ones leaving reviews. They're going to be the ones listening to that trailer and giving you feedback. So that's why that part's so important. It also allows you to have reviews already lined up on launch day. So it's not like you're launching and no one's listened and you're kind of just like twiddling your thumbs and waiting. This way there's people ready and raring to go. Next frequently asked question is how long should I plan my launch? I think you should spend about two months 
launching your podcast. So that includes one month of planning, strategy, getting everything together, doing that market research right out the gate and understanding your listeners, understanding what the market is like in the podcasting world at the moment, and then going from there. And then that last month is spent marketing the podcast, creating the content, and then pushing that promotion. So that gives you about two months worth. If you wanna have it longer, then that's great. I don't ever recommend making it shorter than that because that market research and that strategy and getting that plan together is so, so important and people miss that. And that is why the majority of podcasts end up pod fading. They stop producing. They don't know what they're talking about anymore. People aren't listening. That's not what I want for you. So make sure you take that time to really be specific, to strategize how you want to launch your podcast and get it going in a way that makes sense. Next frequently asked question is, does a soft launch make sense? For some people, a soft launch might make sense, but typically I would say no. Don't do a soft launch. Your quote unquote soft launch is going to be that trailer going live and having your friends leave the ratings and reviews and your biz besties and your cheerleaders and supporters, that's gonna be your soft launch. You shouldn't wait a month between your trailer going live and producing all those episodes just to test the waters. At that point, you're not going to keep going. You're gonna lose the momentum, your audience isn't gonna have anything to binge, and they're not gonna be excited. So I would say don't even bother doing that. If you wanna test something out, then do a seasonal show. Don't just have one episode live and then see how that goes. Say, all right, I'm going to produce 10. And then from there, we'll then see how we want to keep it going or not. Next question on frequently asked questions for podcast launches is how important is the podcast title? Not as important as you might think. So there are so many podcasts out there that have rebranded. They change their title. They change what they're talking about, but they keep the content on there. You also have shows where the title makes absolutely no sense, or you have something where it's titled The Alicia Galati Show, which I would never call my show that, but (laughs) that doesn't tell anyone what the show is actually about. Yes, a good title is important, but you don't need to spend an exorbitant amount of time trying to come up with the perfect title. Get it out there. I always say if you're going to have a title, then make it as practical and simple as possible. Use your business name. Use what it's about. There are a lot of different strategies here, and maybe we'll do an episode on naming your podcast. So let me know if that's something you're interested in. I've definitely done some content on social around that, so maybe I'll just leave it as a blog post. But either way, let me know if you'd be interested in hearing more content around naming your podcast. But like I said, it's not something that is going to make or break your show. Make sure your cover art is gold. Make sure that your description is good. That way people can find you. Next frequently asked question is how to get reviews in that first week. This ties back to getting that pre-launch team ready to go getting them to leave reviews for you. And then in that first week, some strategies you can use is running giveaways is typically a big way to get reviews. So if you are a business owner, how can you provide something for free 
or give something or gift something to your audience by selecting someone who has left a review. You can ask, make sure you ask (laughs) for reviews. There are a lot of people that don't do this. They just say, all right, okay, bye. Like, no, make sure that you have somewhere in your outro that you are talking about how people can leave reviews and the best ways for people to do that. Giveaways are a great way. Another thing is to give, if you have a very niched and small audience, then doing, hey, we'll give you a $5 gift card to Starbucks or whatever, or just simply asking. The next frequently asked question is, how do I get my podcast on all the platforms? Get a good podcast host. We always recommend Buzzsprout. Your podcast host should have a way for you to very easily submit to all of the podcast listening apps. That's how you get your show on. You get your podcast host. And then from there, your podcast host, kind of like your website host, will disperse your podcast to all of the listening apps. There's nothing that you have to do on a regular basis to push it out there except Double check and see when new platforms show up because there are always new podcast listening apps. Your host should have those available to you or they will be pulling it from Apple Podcasts. Last frequently asked question is how long should my episodes be? This doesn't pertain particularly to launches, but it's a question that I still get from people who are in that pre-launch and launch phase. On average, podcast episodes are anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. That's where the majority of podcast episodes kind of fall. They fall in that range there. If you want to stick with what everybody else is doing, then do that. For me personally, I decided I want this show to be less than 30 minutes. That's how I want to approach this podcast and how I want to provide content for my audience. So I keep it at that. It's up to you what you want to do, and how you want your podcast to be. Take it or leave it however you want for that information. And if you have interviews, I would say try to keep those at around 45 minutes. Don't put your podcast at over an hour. At that point, you're going to want to split it up between two episodes. If you're looking for more information on podcast launches or anything like that, you can definitely go to listenerstoleads.com. It'll take you to my website, We have resources there. Like I said, we're going to be revamping and redoing our podcast launch workshop. So if you want to sign up for that, make sure you sign up for our email list. You'll be able to get access to that when it first comes out and it will be free. If you end up having questions after these and you're like, wait, Alicia, you didn't talk about this, send me a DM. You can find me on Instagram at alicia.galati or join our Facebook community, The Podcasters Society, where you can ask your questions there as well. All right, that's all we have for today. We'll catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.galati. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy.